0: Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it.
1: Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session.
0: Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity. This is the Leadership Edition, where we reach out to different cybersecurity leaders at different points in their journey to hear their approach to cybersecurity leadership. Now, Samir, when it comes to your journey, why did you decide to become a cybersecurity leader versus staying an individual contributor?
1: Yeah, great question. Thank you so much for having me, first of all, on the on this episode. So when I was at Freddie Mac early on in my career, the housing crisis was in full bloom, and I had the opportunity to take on a more leadership role and actually manage a team in application security. I think the... Ability to have a broader impact is one of the reasons I chose to become a leader. The second was I really was starting to enjoy mentoring and coaching some of my team members. Even when they were peers, I had a lot of guidance and advice. Not all of it was good advice, but I did enjoy giving it. That, that helped me make that decision to, to become a leader.
0: And as you think about your cybersecurity leadership journey, what are the critical skills that you feel are necessary?
1: So there's a few that come to mind, and I think they're pretty broad because I think as a cybersecurity leader, at the end of the day, you are a leader, right? Whether you're focusing on risk or technology or business results. So for me, the three, the two three that come to mind is, the, uh, one is to empathize. Realizing that you may want something done immediately because it's a risk to the company, but it has to go to a backlog and there's a whole bunch of other activities that engineering is working on. For example, the other leadership critical skill is really twofold. One is thinking of things strategically from a business impact perspective, being able to translate your expectations into some level of business risk or business reward or business outcomes. But while being able to do that, I think it's super important for cybersecurity leaders to dive deep, to be able to get into the details so they can actually explain their strategy in a much more cohesive manner. And
0: as you think about your personal comfort level, how would you rate yourself on a scale of one to five, with five being the highest when it comes to delegation?
1: I would give myself a four out of five for delegation. And why is that? So I think that when it comes to being able to dive deep, sometimes I uh, I tend to want to just solve the problem myself instead of delegate it. It just comes with the territory of maybe knowing an area better than somebody else or having the expectations but not being able to wait too long for the outcome. Okay. And as you think
0: about collaboration and your comfort level with that on a scale of one to five, how do you rate yourself?
1: With collaboration, I'd give myself a five. And the reason for that is I've realized over the course of my career that security, risk, compliance is not just a CISO's role. And I'm all about empowering other teams to be successful, whether they report to me or not. And by that way, I want to collaborate. I think collaboration is the only way to be successful as a security leader.
0: And when it comes to communication, how would you rate yourself on a scale of one to five and why?
1: Yeah, I think I'd give myself a four. I think I probably have learned through many board meetings how to communicate effectively to senior leadership and to to board members, of course. But I think that being able to break down my expectations to the analyst, senior analyst level, I probably am, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm perfect at it, but I think that's an area that I could definitely improve on.
0: Okay. Now, thinking about influence as a skill, how important would you consider it and why?
1: Oh, I think influence is a is the super important skill. In fact, now that you brought it up, I'm thinking I should have had it in my top three critical skills. At the end of the day, I'm not a big fan of huge security teams, right? I think we end up by doing something like creating this mindset that everything has to flow through an infosec organization to get approved is actually slowing down innovation, slowing down speed of execution. My view of how security leaders can be successful is whether they have a big team or not, but to also have champions, to also have an integrated outcome that makes it a win-win situation with the peers and the other leaders in the organization. And by using influence through trust, right, that we are in this together to solve a problem that actually has longer-term ramifications that maybe are not a feature that you're deploying today or tomorrow, but could result in a gap or a breach or a vulnerability one, two, three, four years from now. And making that top of mind will enable CISOs to have a seat at the table. And that influence is the only way CISOs will have metrics that show success, not just from a discovery and a risk finding perspective, but also a risk closure and a long-term, I want to say long-term win for the organization. So influence for me is like top of mind.
0: This networking might be your personal networking. It could be your networking with others in your organization. How important would you consider networking? and why?
1: I think networking is important. I think it's important generally as humans. We tend to want to be around people that are like-minded, that are in a similar field, in a similar culture as us, for example. So we network with those people. I think networking is something that we have to embrace, but we also have to think about it from a purpose. What is the purpose of our networking? Is it to reinforce the beliefs that we already have, or is it to learn, develop, and grow? If we can think of networking as more of a an opportunity to become better as professionals, as human beings, as leaders, then I think it's very important as a skill. We just have to hone and focus on that. I was just having a chat today with another CISO and I asked, are you coming to Black Hat? And he said, no. And I said, why not? And he said, look, when I end up going to these events, it ends up being more about drinking and having a great time and uh, talking about fun stuff, but I don't feel like I have a purpose out of it. And so I think networking with a purpose, whether it's within a city, whether it's within a subgroup of individuals that are facing the same problem, I think could be a great starting point to, to building that skill. Now,
0: as someone might be looking at this in the future, what advice would you give to a future cybersecurity leader?
1: Oh, it's a great question. I think this applies to not just leaders, but also just individuals looking to break into security. So I'll answer in a broad sense. I think that I've met a lot of young folks recently that are graduating university and wanting to get into cyber because they see it as a way to make money, right? Or get paid well. I see some of them doing it because they have friends who are taking an interest in it. I think the first step is to figure out which area within security broadly, and you can throw in IT audit, you can throw in risk and compliance, you can throw in privacy, right? Which of these areas really resonates with your purpose? right? And your North, your true North. And then finding mentors that actually have gone through that learning exercise and developed as leaders in that area of expertise. I always tell people, don't aspire to become a CISO. Aspire to be an excellent cybersecurity leader and professional. And the CISO title would either come along because you and I both know there's companies out there that have had head off information security or senior manager of information security. They finally said, I think we need to make this a CISO, right? Eventually we need a leader that has a title. So I'm less about titles and more about being a good, comprehensive, and travel security professional that will become a leader given the right circumstances. The second thing I like to give advice on is, and I used my example of application security at Freddie Mac because I actually came from risk and compliance and I'd never done any software development as a professional. In school, yes, but not as a professional. And what I learned from those experiences of running SOC or running an AppSec team or implementing a tool that I knew very little about is that it made me uncomfortable. And I had teams that knew a lot more than I did. And so when you put in these uncomfortable positions, you tend to learn and grow faster. And so by doing that, it it sometimes is a little bit nerve wracking. It it can really lead to accelerated growth versus being comfortable and saying, oh, I'm just going to do what I know really well. And I'll just move up the chain that way. In fact, I would argue that a good, somebody who's done an application security project or implemented a tool could probably be a very good auditor because they know what they're looking for on an AppSec perspective. So those are the two kind of broad advice constructs I would give to future leaders.
0: Well, Tamir, thank you very much for joining us today on Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership Series.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business